the Sydney Cricket Ground. One way shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Maybe Daily with your host for this week. Coming in hot. Mason Tomain and your Batman to Robin. I'm Michael Yortito. <laughs> Sunny Mun. Sunny Mun. We are sponsored yeah. by the great people at Mint Sports. Mint oh, Sports. They're killing love it over them. there. Absolutely killing love it over there. This is you. all reciting love off them. my yeah. memory of what you say. Mintsports.com.au. Sunny, let us pray. Let us pray, Mason. Let us pray I can host this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good start. Oh, mate. Well, we should have not prayed before start. the start. Let us pray I can host this episode, Sonny. Let us pray Sonny outlives his Meredith COVID-induced Ooh. coma. Let us pray that mindfulness is the equation for all of Sonny's needs. Oh, the equation. Interesting. In the name, In the name of, of Gandhi. Gandhi. Heard of him? Mandela. Mandela. Heard of him? Bikram Shadori. Lovely bloke. Quite heard of him? Yeah, not that lovely. And Mikhail Yusui. Yusui. Namaste. Wow, intriguing episode coming your way, guys. Can you explain to the seven <laughs> listeners what's going on today? Mate, there's a reason why I'm hosting. People would be questioning why. The seven people would be questioning why. Why is Mason hosting? There's a reason why. It's because Sonny is absolutely putrid. Absolutely <laughs> wow. off his Richter. In fairness, there's in reasons fairness, for it. That has never stopped me in the past 68 episodes, I believe it is, that we've done. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We've churned a lot out in a year, haven't we? Christ. Haven't we? Take a break, guys. It's a lot. It's a lot of talking. It's crazy. Mate, speaking of talking, you're struggling. Now, there's reasons why you're struggling. You have the Rona. I do, I do. Let's you're talk about why man. you're so crook and what I happened. was saving some orphans from a burning building and lo and behold, it had asbestos in it. <laughs> I did get told that before running in, but I was thought, bugger it, I'm doing it anyway. There goes my hero. I mean, I lit the fire. It was the least I could do. No, I <laughs> uh, had a heavy weekend at Meredith yeah. Music Festival, which is fine, oh. and then a little bit of a delay on sort of the, the, the Wednesday, I guess, and I thought, oh, geez, mm. I'm sweating profusely. I'm very vague. I've got a lot of aches and pains. I figured that's Wednesday after a festival, Yeah, and then all of a sudden, just violently been uh, piercing the porcelain at the back cat flap with 
brown lasers. And I thought, oh, this isn't great. And I, I tested positive for having a good time. <laughs> I was crook as. And in fairness to you, I will give you a massive, massive shout out. Mason Tomain, friend of the pod, shout mm. out. <laughs> I said, mate, I'm cooked. Been away all weekend, so I haven't seen much sport. I've caught up, but I don't think I'm up for it. He said, mate, I've got you covered. Won't be that sport heavy. I am up for it. But I'll give you a bit of a wellness episode. I was like, that'd be great. I'd love to do nothing. I'd love to come in blind. But I am a control freak, so I probed you and you said, mate, one word, Reiki. And that's all the information you gave me. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I am a pig in shit right now. I am loving this. Oh, mate, you would be. I'm here to cleanse your soul. Oh, that scares me. That scares me, but I'm excited, mate. To cleanse your soul. I'm here to expose you to the fear. I don't want to be exposed to fear, mate. I faced it. I conquered it. We're going to... No, no, we are. We're going to get... We're going to expose ourselves to the fear. We're going to sit with the fear. We're going to sit basically Santa style with your fear on your lap. And you're going to talk to Fear this episode. Hold the phone. Santa style. Hey. <laughs> Can you imagine if Santa was afraid of kids on his lap? What a tough existence. <laughs> I've only got three fears. Travel, once a year, kids on my lap, and presents. <laughs> uh, you're not cut out for the gig. <laughs> Mate, before we get into the soul healing... The cleanse. Tell me about Meredith. Tell me about... I heard it was a war of attrition, though. I don't think we've ever, in our 68, I think it was, episode storied history, I've never said this. Mm. Some not friends of the pod. I'm not going to quite say they're enemies of the pod, but some not (laughs) friends of the pod. Sure. Four Sydney lawyers. What? Wait for it. Who flew from Sydney to Meredith. Love to party. Yeah. These not friends of the pod paid $900 for a shuttle bus to come and collect them at midday on the Saturday and drive them back to Melbourne, where it was also still raining, mind you. God. Pathetic goobers. Oh, fucking minnows. 900. Forget the price. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I spoke to one of the guys, not one of them, because I think I would have yeah. probably yeah. been incarcerated for abuse, but I spoke to our friends of the pod who knew them. Yeah. Like, what is the reason? Was there someone on death's door? What? So, uh, all their clothes were wet and the tent was a bit... I'm like, oh. I don't own shoes and I sleep in a hammock. It was great fun. Sure, I've got COVID. Oh, sure, I'm crook. <laughs> but I've got memories. Sydney lawyers. Law and order, more like law and... Border. <laughs> Stick it out. Oh, why would you tell anyone? That is... You'd make something up. Fair boy band. Oh. That is just pathetic. Honestly, stick it out. It's not rocket science. Look at the radar. Hey, actually, musing, musing. Sure. It's amusing. I said it's not rocket science. Are we sure rocket science is that hard? (laughs) Because there's the saying, they can put a man on the moon, but they can't can't, dot, 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 whatever. Well, there's all these things we can't do. But we start by saying how piss easy it is to get a man on the moon. 
and that's achievable. <laughs> Rocket science is just a part of that. We know we can do it. Mate, they put a monkey in the first one. That's how easy Surely it is. it's mechanics and science combined. Like, oh, mate, it's not rocket science. It can't be that hard. I couldn't do it, but if you trained me for Sound 20 like years. the two biggest buffoons ever. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy, But what's mate? hard? There's so Piece many things that would be harder. Brain surgery would be harder. It's not brain surgery. Like, fair enough. Yeah, that'd be harder. Fair enough. Yeah, be not going to do that because there's human life involved. That's right. That'd be way harder doing brain surgery while you're in the rocket, while it's taking off. That would be hard. Without gravity. Yeah. I'm not a brain surgeon in a rocket taken off. That should be the same. I'm not doing brain surgery as we take off in a faulty <laughs> rocket where I'm the rocket scientist. <laughs> Come on. I mean, they can put a man on the moon, take his cranium off and alter his hippocampus. But me phone gets wet and it's broken. So, Jeff, how do you earn a crust? Uh, well, I'm a scientist. I, I work mainly with rockets. Pretty tough work. Um, what do you do? Why, I don't mean to boast, but uh, I'm a brain surgeon. Brain surgery? Not exactly rocket science. Let's cleanse your soul. Oh, I need it. Let's sit with fear. Oh, I don't know about that bit. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Let's do the Reiki wellness policy and procedures. Are you familiar with the Japanese art of Reiki? Reiki is creating an environment of comfort and support. Reiki. Is, is, that, is that Reiki? As I began this Reiki. journey with Reiki, they can be able to release their worries, their fears, their pain. Well, what about Reiki? Anything but Reiki. We met on. Reiki healer. I was amazed at how Reiki, yeah. of people wanted a place to go. I'm a second degree Reiki healer. Level three Reiki no, healer. No, it's an energy healing technique. Reiki master. Talked about using Reiki for pain management. Shut up. I don't have time for this. Give me my inspiration. The answer you seek has been there all along. Well, what about Reiki? Reiki. You will receive total consciousness. Reiki was designed by a man called Mikao Isui. I've prayed to and him. This is for. <laughs> I think you can get him in fantasy baseball as a first baseman. Oh, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. <laughs> it's going to cost you. Now, Reiki, it involves four stages, my friend. Okay. It will involve four stages. It will involve me uh-huh. admitting the truths to you. Oh. That's stage one. I thought it was all just fake heat. Stage two will be the session starting with you closing your eyes and visualizing the story that I've written. Stage three is me asking you numerous questions. And I want you to be honest and truthful. Honest and truthful. Okay. I thought you were telling me what Reiki was. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like fake massage where they steal your money and your wallet feels lighter and your back's still cooked. But that's cool. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, whatever. Up for it. Stage four is enlightenment. Oh, can we just skip to that? That'd be amazing. <laughs> Why don't we always just skip to enlightenment? I don't want to do the bullshit at the start. Stage four is what have we learned? Enlightenment, how do we feel? Okay? Are you ready? Couldn't be more ready. Sorry? I couldn't hear you. Are you ready? <laughs> no, I said I couldn't be more ready. Yeah, I just said I'm right. Ra- <laughs> can you imagine that like a hype man? 
I can hear you. Well, I check your hearing, mate, because we all pretty much said we were ready. <laughs> ah, shit. Can you say it louder? Nah, because you know the answer, mate. Ah, oh, this is going to be a tough crowd. Attention, stage one. Laser cutting begins. This is going to start with stage one. Oh, wow. Shock horror. Which is the admission. Yeah. I need you to relax. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Sonny, I wrote you a letter, a mind letter, a few years back. Okay. And I think it's time we share this with everyone. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Quiet, please. Dear Sonny, it's 7.35am. It's the day after Boxing Day. The wind is still, but my mind is moving. <laughs> I'm alone in my room. Yeah. And I needed to write this down. Sonny, there's been many years of sport watched by you. Sonny. Sorry, I was, a bit, I was still a bit pissed when I wrote it. A lot of Sonny talk. A lot of happiness, but also a lot of heartache over your 46 years. 46? Sonny, when I met you in <laughs> London, fuck when I told you, <laughs> when I told you I'm blading down to the pub to yeah. meet you, you entered that room. Yeah. That pub. And I saw a filthy young sporting virgin looking back at me, <laughs> still with a fresh face, make up with love and affection for Australian sport. Uh-huh. Now all I see is a homeless, pathetic, degenerate stick insect. <laughs> <laughs> Can we skip to the enlightenment? Fuck. <laughs> Now I see is all I see is a homeless, pathetic, degenerate yeah, stick insect. You don't have to repeat it. <laughs> okay, he's not deaf. Trying to find, <laughs> trying to find any nutrition in life, and again, most importantly, in our beloved Australian sport. The pain you have caused yourself through the years of heartache and sport. Ah, oh, there's no other way to say this, mate. It's really taken its top. <laughs> and the Portuguese blood has really... <laughs> what the fuck is this? Is this an intervention? Stay with me. I'll stay, stay I'll stay, with me. Stay with me. I promise yes. not to interrupt again. Well, I don't promise that at all. Yes. We're interrupting a lot. <laughs> when was this written? How long ago? This was written in 2014. 14. After we went to... Is when you were at my place in East Melbourne. And we went to Boxing Day. Yes, and you, when I entered your house in the morning at 7am, you'd made bacon and egg muffins <laughs> and you had a life-size cardboard of Michael Clark out the front of your house and a speech bubble on him in cardboard that said, get the fuck inside before I turn up. One of the greatest entrances of all time. <laughs> yeah! Uh, the equivalent of balloons for a birthday. You know where I live. You know where I live. Get in here. Okay, 2014. All right, sorry, continue. Okay, there's no other way to say this, mate. It's really taken its toll. And the Portuguese blood has really come out in your face and then the back of your throat fucking. I added that. Yeah, yeah, I added that. Fair enough. How prescient. (laughs) If you're going to see the next 20 years, then this is a must do. An essential moment. A chance for change in your life. We need to reset your brain, mate. Fuck, uh, now... I think you need a sport cleansing. Mm. A football bathing. 
Mm. A hander jack of badminton. Okay. Did you Google hander jack? <laughs> Slip on the soap, bong bay, b-ball, two-on-two, Mario Kart, mind comp. <laughs> a good fucking wash. A good fucking wash. God, I wish I'd had some gummies before this. <laughs> a hard reset on your viewing of Australian sport. Let's let go of the agony of Australian sport and look to the future. Let's end this chapter and start a new one. I want to put you through a sport Reiki session where we close our eyes and we do a little practice I like to call Brain Fix Q&A with the new and improved Sunny, or abbreviated to make it easier, BFQASWTNAIS. <laughs> that sounds like a new sexual proclivity in jail. <laughs> okay, talk to me. Are you enjoying it so far? Oh, no, I'm enduring it. Is it stage one still? <laughs> stage one is complete. Laser cutting complete. Can you remind me of what stage one was? It was stage one was admission and honesty. Okay, I didn't get to talk, so I don't know what I've admitted. <laughs> I admitted. I admitted. This is what Reiki is. Don't question Reiki. Hang on, I am questioning it. It sounds like I was just an <laughs> asshole who was miserable about sport. You're like, you've got to change being... My... I've always been positive on sport. Maybe I'm in denial. Maybe I do need this session. And Australia were blitzing that series. Was I a prick that day? Oh, man, this is bringing me down. Skip to enlightenment. Oh. Stage two. Warm liquid goo phase beginning. Stage two. Stage two. The session starts. Uh-huh. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. I want you to close your eyes. Yeah, mate, there's not an echo. I've closed them. <laughs> I can take instruction. I want you to visualise yourself in the middle of Lang Park. Mm. Nude. Nude <laughs> in the middle of Lang Park. <laughs> I was already there, but yeah. <laughs> You've just been dumped by Elise Perry at the Pineapple. She came in. Oh, Elise Perry, man. Elise Perry Munn. She came in and just said, it's over. Did she give me a reason? <laughs> we can make it work. We didn't even... I didn't know where this was coming from. Why? Close those eyes. Oh, fuck! Sonny, your penis is pointing south-south-west while nude in the middle of Lang Park. Empty stadium. You know the corner? I know the corner. Willie Kahn scored in that corner in 92. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how apt. Willie. Willie Kahn. Anyway. <laughs> Jeez, I got over at least dumping me quickly. Anyway, go. Didn't you? Closing the eyes. Closing the Empty eyes. Empty stadium. The smell of fried food and gold at Tallis Sweat. By the way, same smell. Same smell. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> the new fragrance from Gordon Tallis. Yeah. Hot dog. Deep fried chicken. <laughs> Dimmy. Mate, I'd buy that. I would buy Fucking that. Fucking oath. Dimmy. Can you give me another bottle of Dimmy? VB have got colognes now. they got mm-hmm. everything. VB have got mouthwash. It's just VB. <laughs> Cornering the market for bogans. All right, eyes closed, eyes closed. The smell of fried food and Gordon Tallis sweat. Mm. Sit in this moment. Stay in this moment. I want you to breathe five times in and out. First word that comes to you. Glory. Oh, love it. Love it. The new fragrance from Gordon Tallis. Mustard and sauce. Glory. Mm. Stage three. 
That was the stage. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, no. You're right. No, no. All good. All good. This is Reiki. Don't question it. Yeah. One liquid goo phase complete. Stage three. Reanimation beginning. Stage three. Questions while under Reiki. Mm. I'm going to ask you numerous questions and I want your responses to be filled with emotion and truth. I'm vulnerable and tired, so they'll be filled with everything. <laughs> Perfect. Question one. Yeah. What would you have done to Terry Venables, rest in peace, at the final siren of the Iran game at the MCG in 1993? What would you have said to him? I would have got him a stiff cup of coffee. <laughs> I would have followed that up with about four more. And then when he sobered up, I would have said, hey, mate, yeah. you might be El Tell. In the Northern Hemisphere, you might have been able to gallivant your way to Barcelona and pretend you're fucking continental genius in England. But in Australia, we like our sporting heroes to be successful. So don't fucking swan about on your reputation. Oh, it's a free swing. It's a free swing, is it, Terry? Oh, if I win, I'm a hero. Oh, if I win, I'm a hero. If I lose, they'll shoot anyway. Fuck you. We should have won that game 8 0 and you were horrible. Good. You know what? It would have Good. been on deaf ears. I would have got a fucking flux capacitor and got someone else in charge. Rest in peace. <laughs> my, <laughs> my favourite thing of Terry Venables is my dad called him Terry Vegetables, and I'll never forget it. Terry Vegetables. Slide on vegetables. <laughs> that bloody Terry Vegetables. Oh, I'd rather Fuck. Terry Towling in charge. Cauliflower ears. Wasn't listening. <laughs> Brockcock. <laughs> Where did that come? This emotion's coming out of you. The Brock cock is yeah, I'm, here. I'm ready. I thought, you know, how could, how could have that happened? How, how was it possible? And, you know, there is no excuse we were winning 2-0 and we should have won the game. I've never watched the game. I've never watched the tape and I don't probably ever want to watch it. People remember even still today where they were that night and how they cried and how their heart went out for the Australian soccer team uh, after that result. People are going to say, why didn't Terry play Milan Ivanovic beginning of the game? He was paid to get us to the World Cup. It was, I think, Australia's biggest single sporting disappointment ever. Not just soccer. Question two. Mm. What emotions come to you when I say the words Fabio Grosso? And Fabio Grosso and Kaiserslautern are intrinsically linked yet entirely separate when it comes to my emotions. Wow. Fabio Grosso, I do not give even an asterisk on the end of my emotions. Kaiserslautern is a home away from home for me. It is where I witnessed... Right. No offence to the birth of my daughter, the greatest day of my life, the greatest sporting moment of my life, the most proud, the most heart-filling moment of my life, watching the Socceroos come back from 1-0 down to beat Japan 3-1. Then we get to travel back there. And Lucas Neal, pass the hat around, get him some coins, yes. goes down. This is the dark and light. This is dark and light that I'm talking about. The bender after the win was great. The bender after the loss will remain with me for existence. It was the greatest. Sure. And one of the best things I saw was... On a billboard, on a bus stop actually, at the front of the bar we'd been drinking at. Singing in German, you only won because the ref was shit in German. Because that's what these German guys had taught us to sing. Awesome. There was a, a billboard and it was Fabio Grosso in his undies. 
tidy whities oh just posing for some fragrance that must stink of sleaze and failure. Hot dog. Glory from Gordon Tallis. <laughs> <laughs> just don't wear those undies in the morning and spray it because you will get morning glory. <laughs> and it was one guy that I've still got a photo of that I'll try and find in nothing but an Australian flag and he, he got himself nude to his tidy whities and posed next to it which was hilarious. And by the end of the night, Amazing. there were 40 Australian blokes in their undies just standing next to him, just really giving it all. Oh, yeah, mate. one of the greats. That's so amazing. when it comes to emotion, the two things I think of, Kaiser Slouten, happy place. Happy place. Unadulterated joy because of the experience in the round of 16. Fabio Grosso, zero emotion. Zero not even Zero. not even worth hating. See you later. Oh wow, that is beautiful mindfulness. Not even worth hating. I don't think the word mindful applies to me at this current point in time. Not only do I not have the required equipment of a mind, but if I did, it is well and truly on empty. You are the definition of a lobotomy right now. The f- what I'm I'm getting seeing... lower and lower in the chair, man. <laughs> You are. You are sinking. I'm in a mental quicksand. <laughs> mental quicksand. Harry Kuehl has a poked home by Tim Cahill. Australia have done it. Six minutes to go. And it's a landmark moment for Australian football. Tim Cahill has scored the nation's first ever World Cup finals goal. Cahill. Cahill. Tim Cahill has done it again. What a goal by Tim Cahill! 2-1 Australia! Oh, it's a wonderful moment in Kaiserslautern! Aloisi! Paduka's in an offside position, Aloisi might go on his own, Aloisi! 3-1! It's all over! Three points for Australia! Question three. Nathan Lyon was sitting next to you on the northern line after missing that stumping in 2009 in the ashes. Would you give him a kiss on the head? Or would you go full Tyson? Bite his ear off and try to knock him in. Are they the only two options or can I do what I would normally do? Of course you can. I certainly wouldn't go full Tyson, bite it off. No one means to fail. No one wants to lose. There's a great line in Bowling for Columbine where Jesus, he's interviewing all these different people. And at the time, one of the people they were blaming was Marilyn Manson and his devilish music. Mm. One of the questions that Mudguts in the Hat asks everyone. <laughs> Michael Mudguts in the Hat more. Michael Mudguts less is more, more. <laughs> He asked everyone, what would you say to those kids now? And they all extol these platitudinal pieces of guff. And it goes to Marilyn Manson and he says, I wouldn't say anything. I'd listen. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think if I was sat next to Nathan Lyon, I'd just put my arm around him and say, you don't have to say anything, mate. Don't have to say anything. But if you want to talk, I'll listen. I love it. We're in this together. Now, I have the benefit of emotional (laughs) hindsight and... During that Headingly last hour, I was at great, great friend of the pod, Casey McCutcheon's house, and we were getting in a lot of trouble for keeping the neighbours up, 
and he emptied a fish bowl and put it on his head and was dancing in it at one point when they needed about 100 to win. And when we finally lost it, we both called in sick and we went to Young and Jackson's in the morning and had three pints of Guinness without talking and then just put them down and walked our separate ways. So it's easy to be sanguine and calm and sage in hindsight. At the time, I probably would have pulled one of the stumps out and skewered him like he was a vampire that needed exorcism. (laughs) But yeah, no one means to fail, so I'd like to think I was calmer in real time. One of the great weapons of stump, I reckon, with a zombie apocalypse, wouldn't it? Underrated. Over, under, proper. Over, under, over, under, over, under, proper. Over, underrated. Over, under, proper, rated. Over, under, proper, rated. Over, under, proper, rated. Is a cricket stump a great weapon? 100%. Because you can club someone over the head. You can stab them if they're vampiric. You can... Vampiric. Come on, mate. Just say a vampire. Shut up. Vampiric. Come on. You read too much. I talk too much. It's underrated. Go. <laughs> and goes Lyon. Bowls reverse sweep. Field of field. Over to no, 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 no. He's set off. Oh, no. Lyon's no. dropped it. Lyon's dropped it. No. He was run out by yards no. and Lyon has dropped the ball. No. Leach survives. He's set off for that run. I don't know why. Stokes wasn't going anywhere. He should have been run out by two yards. Wow. And Leach dropped... uh, Leach was well short and Lyon dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. Oh, they're showing it on the screen. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Can I ask how many questions? (laughs) I hope there's 80. I hope there's 80 questions. There's 12. Yes! Great, go. Peter Hoare's mum was hot. Would you date her? Like an 11 Stifler mum vibes. Are you Peter Hoare? Or are you from Peter Horse Seaman? A lot in this question. Okay. Can I tell you, can I tell you, not to bring personal life into our proceedings. But you're going to. Oh, yeah. What do you make of this rash? No. Until about, I'd say, four or five months ago, I had never in my life asked anyone on a date. Ever. Wow. Yeah. Really? So. So how is it happening? How is it evolving? How are relationships evolving? Um, Rehitinol. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. A lot of drugging. <laughs> no, basically, I'd just a- approach women and be lucky that they were in a very vulnerable state in their life. <laughs> Jeez, that couldn't sound more terrifying, <laughs> what you just said. I would make sure people were at their lowest ebb and then I would pounce. <laughs> how, how else does anyone do it? So when it comes to Peter Hoare's mum... There's no way I would date her sure. because I wouldn't want to slip one through the keeper and create another Peter Whore, that's for sure. <laughs> I would like to think that I could call her Mrs. Whore and without being too violent or violently sexual, I would definitely have one night in the sack with her and I would not be a sensitive lover and I would say that's for Australia. Do you reckon he'd come in midway and interrupt it? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't he? He'd streak and rip the franger off and be like, hey. It's like, mate, <laughs> mate, no one wants you here. He'd tie himself to the curtains. You look down, he is the mattress. You're like, oh, Pete. <laughs> Pete. Pete's the way. Oh, I'm rooting his mum. I can't call him Pete. Pete. <laughs> Was there a part B and C to that? 
I wouldn't date her, I'd root her. Yeah, are you Peter Hall or are you from Peter Hall's semen? Do you get... Has the Peter Hall gag on you been used many times over the years? It has by you. I mean, <laughs> he's a serial pest. I don't think I'm a serial pest, so no. Like, he's a ser- Also, he's a serial pest in sporting parts. <laughs> you spit take? What's going on? You, you want to be, be emotional. I'm being fucking emotional. That's fucked, man. <laughs> Peter Hoare is known for two things. One, he's known for being a serial pest and for ruining sporting events. I, I wouldn't like to think I'm a serial pest and I fucking love sport. <laughs> Fuck, mate. I love that I'm the only one who said it. Can we skip to enlightenment? Has that gag been used a lot? Yeah, by you. <laughs> According to Queensland Police, serial pest Peter Hoare is a menace to public safety. Question five. Sally Robbins, a.k.a. Lay Down Sally. Oh, yeah. Would she sleep in an upright position? (laughs) (laughs) Can I answer it with a question? Who sleeps in an upright position? (laughs) Unless... Unless you're vampiric. People. They're in an upside down, ups, upside position. That's true, they are. <laughs> upside down. Boy, you bite me inside out through my neck. No, you know what? She'd be narcoleptic because she loves lying down so much that you'd be mid-convo. And true. She'd go, nah, Great I'm point. out. I'm done. <laughs> See you later. It's a bit, it was a huge moment. Didn't the news grab that story by the throat? It was a huge moment because it was about timing. Trains don't do that. Ah, but it was about timing. So it was one of those beautiful windows of Olympic sport where it was like we were all watching. Hey, we're a chance for a medal here and we'd probably just come off another medal and whatnot. We were the favourites. If Stephen Bradbury comes in fifth and decides to give up, no one gives a shit, right? No one knows. It's three in the morning. That's right. We're the favourites to win this and she has a bit of a breakdown and goes down. This Reiki session would have been very interesting to do 10 years ago and now and do it every five years because Mm. I've softened a lot, especially on things like tennis players and athletes when it comes to their age. They're too young to know what they're doing. So Mm. lay down Sally. At the time, I'd like to think I wasn't that pissed off, but I probably was. But it was more, there's an an issue there, right? There's a reason. It's not physical. It's not cramp. She mentally was like, fuck, something's too much for me. That's right. And I find that uh, on the world stage where everyone's watching incredibly sad and invasive. Like, I'm putrid right now. I wouldn't want anyone to see me right now. And this person's on the world stage just doing their job. And it became all too much for them at that moment. They couldn't go to the dunny and get on their phone and pretend they're in a meeting. She just had to fucking drop the oars. That's right. I blame the coach. I don't know who was coaching them. But someone should be trained enough in that moment. Terry Venables. El Tell, the old vegetable himself, <laughs> should have had a point where it was like, hey, if you have a complete mental fritzing, just muscle memory, left arm, right arm, keep on pushing here. That's right. So I don't know what the question was, but the answer is no. I think the. <laughs> I agree. I think the media really hammed it up. And there's a, you know, everyone forgets she's there for a reason. They're there as the favourites for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's worthy of being in that boat. The other thing is, it's not like a footballer taking a dive who's on 120 million a year. 
tipping the Aussie rowers yeah, that's right. back in the day weren't exactly on a mozza. She's got to go back to work the next week. 100%. Great point. I also think that when you talk about media, what played into that is the fantastic nickname of Laydown Sally. Like, <laughs> if there was no nickname, there is no controversy. If it was... 100% laid <laughs> This chick dropped the oars and no one saw it. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Oh, what else happened that day? But we're all watching and she does it and it's all of a sudden it's lay down, Sally, let us all down. How dare she? I often think, Mace... Unbelievable. What if Kathy Freeman either rolled an ankle, you'd be devastated, tragic, mm. right? If she just lost, it'd be like, yeah. well, the pressure was too much, whatever. If she lay down, Sallyed by the way, had every right to, lit the flame, trying to absolve the nation of its collective racism. If she just shut the yes. bed with 20 metres to go and went fucking fritzing out here and lost, can you imagine how different the legacy of Australian sport would be? Oh, my God. Alters everything. We always talk about when something like when the Matildas happened, that was our Cathy Freeman moment. Cathy Freeman moment will last for centuries. Yes. And imagine if... She'd shut the bed, lay down Kathy style. Oh my God, the pressure, Sonny, the pressure. Pressure builds diamonds, mate. Pressure's for tyres. Despite the efforts to patch up the differences in the crew, the acrimony was to linger. It boiled over after a welcome home parade for the Olympic team in Sydney when Sally Robbins was slapped by a crew member. Four years on, there are still bitter memories of that Olympic final. Hey, feeling it's going? Great. You enjoying it? Like you wouldn't believe. I hope it brings you happiness for your heart this rough week. Question yeah. six. That was honestly. That was honest. <laughs> I said it in a real weird way, but I was actually like, I'm hoping. <laughs> I love. I love that you gotta. You gotta qualify. Like joy for someone? Yeah. Oh, I hope this brings you joy. That's oh, right. Do you? Thanks, mate. <laughs> no, I actually meant that. Question six. Has Jane Savile retired from walking? Like, basically, does she not use her feet anymore after what happened in Yeah, Sydney? I've heard she's on one of those motorised carts with the flag <laughs> on it. Why do those carts always have flags on them? You know, those little wheelchair things? Always. What? Is that a stipulation? Do they have to have those flags? Yeah, it's either an it's orange like a, flag yeah, or like an a beacon. Aussie flag. And yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one without it. I saw a guy on one of those the other day driving in the middle of a road holding up thousands of right. cars. And he was just doing his thing. Did he have a flag? Going to get his tablets. It had a flag. It had an orange so flag. Need- and he was wearing an orange high-vis vest just to be safe going at four kilometres an hour. But back to your question... Back to Jane, one of the best jobs, I've always said, top three jobs in the world, is the person giving out the red card at the walking at the Olympics. Unbelievable. Just the power. Just stepping out. Oh, and I remember watching that live too. He stepped out and gave it and it was, and you watch them walking, left leg, right leg, your body will follow, pick them up, put them down, never too off the ground. We all know how it works. They cheat the whole way. They're doing it the whole way. It's such All bullshit. All the time. It's such bullshit. All the time. Half of them are getting cabs. Yeah, at Meredith, because it was so wet underfoot for the first time ever, the Meredith Gift, which is where they do a circuit of the dance floor, oh, nude, the yes. nudie run, yes. they had to change it. 
So they sure. went up the embankment and it was a speed walk. Wow. And I didn't realise till we got down a there. nude speed walk. And I'm a walker, as you know, from back in the day, under seven South Australia. <laughs> I'm proud. And I thought, Raw I walking, thought mate. fuck, I would have been a chance. You are a Hall of Fame I would have been a chance here. You ever going to get in that? You ever going to do the gift? Nah, nah. It's nude. It's Sunday Arvo. Putrid. Jane Savile, how would she go in the gift, the nude walk gift? I'd love to pull out the red card. Can you imagine? Wouldn't you love to do that? Just at the finish line. 100%. Sorry, Dale. The only job better, (laughs) the only job better than the red card in the walking would be to be the guy on the air deck out in the ocean for the Air Force who, from what I can gather from watching Top Gun... The only job they have is to basically do a bit of a spin, get on one knee and point to let them know when to fly. Great gig. Great gig. By the way, what if he points the other direction? Well, are they going to do a Yui? Cheers. No job at all. <laughs> this is the only place to go. Uh, that way. Yeah, all right. Well done. Cheers. <laughs> this is in Times Square. Yeah. You got a map? <laughs> Where's Madame Two Swords? No, mate, just fly off the deck. So you do the point and then once the plane's in the air... Job done. You just turn around and high-five the shit out of everyone and get on the cans. I like it. Aussie Jane Savile was given a red card 150 metres away from winning gold in the 20-kilometre walk. I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. Question seven. What does the band Wet, Wet, Wet mean to you? How wet can you be? As a band, not interested. As a band name, (laughs) probably top three worst Uh, names of all time. Right up there, isn't it? Wet, wet, wet. 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 Oh, Where are they at? Well done. Well done, guys. A couple of divers going from the diving into the shower. A couple of divers. Where did it come well, from? Well, do you remember in England years ago I was there and it was the first or second iteration of whatever we call those reality shows, like The Voice or whatever? Sure. And it was this kid who had a mad stutter, except for when he sang. That was kind of like his endearing oh. thing. And I don't know if he won it or he came second. Right. But he, he managed to become incredibly popular over it. And the whole time, because it was always, oh, you know, the, uh, in the zeitgeist water cooler shit, I was just like, wouldn't you just sing all the time? <laughs> What's this going around going, good morning, I love a flat white? Yeah, Totally. And I don't want, I'm not taking the piss out of people with stutters. It's, it's debilitating, right? But he would always say how debilitating it was and how socially awkward it was. And then he'd bust into a song and be just melodically beautiful. I'm like, all right, well, wow. scale that back and talk in singing voice. Like, do you know where the milk is? I'm slightly constipated. Yeah, yeah like just really get involved. Yeah. The AIDS is back. Oh, what? You're singing that. I'd be bad if he was a doctor, wouldn't it? It's terminal. (laughs) Okay. Not ideal. Was Wet Wet Wet's big one, was that Lovers All Around? Four Weddings and a Funeral, is that what it is? Yes. I feel it in my fingers. Yeah, no, don't, don't. I feel it in my Oh, God. I wish I didn't feel it in my ears. All right, worst band names, best band name. Go. Hootie and the Blowfish. Strong. Primal Scream, best band. Mate, I was going to say that. Have we spoken? We must have spoken about this. Yeah, we. Uh, while we were watching, I think you. I think you lent in at Meredith one year. Went, hey, little musing. Primal Scream, best band name ever. And I went, fucking hear, hear, motherfucker. 
But my big thing as well is a, a band's name can be dictated by their performance. Well, Red Hot Chili Peppers is an awful band name. Putrid, great band. Oasis, if that's a shitty boy bandy performance. Yeah, great point. No good, yeah. but they're a great band, so you're going to think about it. Wet 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 have got a fantastic Venn diagram, which is a blob of shit, where the name is rancid, <laughs> and I'm telling you, they're not in me Spotify top 5%, that's for sure. I'll never forget reading Beat Magazine in Melbourne one week, and I thought, oh, who's playing at the tote this week? And it said, oh, one band, John Butler Fucks Kids. <laughs> that was the name of the band. And I was intrigued. <laughs> Surely you can't do that. Like, in terms of defamation, you can't be doing that, can you? I've been dating kids in my older time, bipsy, blah, 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 do. I know there's a band called Aborted Hitler Cock. I don't know why I remember that, <laughs> and it makes no sense. It's pretty bad. Aborted. Yeah, I don't, mate, it doesn't bear thinking about. Psytrance. It does not, Beth. Oh, it wouldn't be melodic. That's no good. Oh, Huberstank. Huberstank are bad. I'm trying to remember some That now. is awful. Yeah, Huberstank's a bad one. That is one. a stinker. Huberstank's awful. But we got a, a mate, friend of the pod, Junior. Oh, please. <laughs> he had a band called Retail Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Retail fireworks. What is happening? So literal. Is that trying to be badass, like not retail fireworks? Yeah. Check it out, man. Like, we're just buying them from the shop. Awesome. Legal porno. He also, back in the days when he lived at an old house of mine, there was a, someone threw something at the house or a brick or something. And everyone was like, oh, that's weird. Someone just threw something at the house. It was on a main street. And he goes, nah, man. It's this local band. We've got a feud going. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, I think Wet 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 threw something at the house. Get one back on retail fireworks. <laughs> Some soggy toilet yeah. paper. Oh, it's Wet Wet Wet. That's their <laughs> trademark. I feel it in my finger. I feel it in my toe. Question eight. Out of these three, who would you like to be Eskimo brothers with? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Eddie Jones, Tony Gustafson, or Ricky Stewart? So, we both have slept with the same woman at some point in our lives. That's the definition of an Eskimo brother, right? Right. So, have I slept with them before or after? I guess the question is, when you meet one of these three, and they give you the, hey... Guess what? Oh, you've slept with so-and-so. They start talking. Oh, no way. And you've met Sandra. Oh, you know Sandra. And you're like, guess what, uh, Tony? I've slept with Sandra. Okay, good. I unwittingly sleep with someone and then years down the track find sure. out. It's not like I'm like, oh, good, you've read That's it in right. a joke. Okay, so it's Eddie, Tony, and who was the third? Ricky Stewart. <laughs> Tony Gustafson. Tony Gustafson. Are you kidding me? All day. Are you kidding all day. Yeah, I think you've done your homework because he's Swedish. Right. And the birds he's probably slept with are Swedish. Imagine what Ricky Stewart's been doing. Where's he been? Ricky Stewart's an angry ant, and at least I'd come out looking sensitive. 
Eddie, I'd feel sick about. Oh, yeah. He'd say, mate. 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 Rabbit. Rabbit. I don't want to go amphibian. I'd get myself checked out, even if it was afterwards. And Tony, Tony, I think, would be... He'd be so lovable when he'd tell you. Because it wouldn't be something sort of. It'd be like, we'd both talk about how lovely she was as a person. And also, if I'm being honest, in my back pocket, I'd be like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm probably a better route than Tony Gustafsson. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Your face is so good. No one can see it, but he is very, very happy with it. Oh, I think you would be too. Well, you told me to be honest and emotional, and I think... He'd be sensitive and whatnot, but he'd overthink it with formations and he'd do this. I'd be like, nah, mate. Ew. Nah, mate. I'm in the moment. <laughs> he'd be saying to you, thank, thank you for sleeping thank with you. me. I love this position. Thank you. I will commit to this position. Tap you on the shoulder there, Tone. Calm down, Tone. What's a, what's a, Eskimo brother. Eskimo brother. When, when two guys had sex with the same girl, they're... Eskimo brothers. Thank you. We're in a tight circle, you know it, and we kept it really tight. But tonight, we're bringing you right into it. You belong to this team tonight. Thank you. Question. Question nine. If Kyle Sanderlands was a Queenslander, oh. would this change your mind about him? Same question applies to Ivan Malat. Uh, not Ivan Malat, because he could well be a Queenslander. <laughs> Ivan Malat, nah, he shouldn't come into it because he's a bloke who got on the wrong path and did some nasty things. Kyle's a real prick. <laughs> uh, there must be Queenslanders in your life that you have not liked. Yeah, of course, mate. I mean, have you seen what Queensland's produced? Exactly. A lot of bad That's people. Right. And I'm probably one of them. I think <laughs> I would despise him as equally as I do now. The more pertinent question for the next Reiki session would be for you to pick sports people that I hate and say if they were Queenslanders. Sure. Great point. Great point. It's like being a bloody Golden State Warriors fan and having to defend Draymond Green. If you give me a turd Great point. and have to defend them as a Queenslander, that's a killer. If Jerome Luai was a Queenslander, how would I feel? And you know what? I'd feel fine because he'd never get picked. But, yeah, that's the more pertinent (laughs) pressing issue. Move on from Kyle. Great answer. Great answer. Guys, guys, this morning I masturbated, right? And I'm so lazy this morning. I came without even... The penis was not even half hard. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to put it on the back burner for a couple of days. And guys would get a little bit more excited and say, Queenslander, Queenslander, it'll become infectious. I am a queen. The penis was not even half hard. Question 10, my man. How are you feeling, by the way, in your Reiki session? Oh, mate, I'm a new man. (laughs) Very good. Question 10. Six again! Six again! Six again! Fucking hell, why would you do that? Raiders lost against Roosters. What do you see visually when I repeat six again? I see him. Close those eyes. I see the signal. <laughs> I see the referee signalling six again because I was with great friend of the pod, Levo, at the ground, one of the great days without actually winning in the stadium and great friend of the pod, Ace McMahon. And straight down the barrel, when it was signalled, I yelled, six again, six again. And we were in the Canberra section 
and everyone looked at me like I was a moron, and then we saw it on the replay, and everyone went, fuck, he signaled six again. Like, we all knew it in real time. Question 11, mate, come on. Let's take a look back at the decision from referee Ben Cummins that sent rugby league fans around the world into a frenzy. The referee initially rules six again. Where the Raiders got robbed, the Raiders were coming after the Roosters at the time. Yeah, I was outraged. Yeah. Outraged by what I saw. It's impossible to sugarcoat it. It'll be remembered as one of the greatest grand final stuff-ups in the history of the game. Question 11. What position would Chappelle Corby field in cricket? Huh. (laughs) (laughs) Silly mid? You know what? She'd be in close. She would be in close when Bernie? Because of her stature, but also I think she can pouch things in close, like a little bat pad, <laughs> little stuff it into the maybe in the slip cordon, just slipping things into the boogie board bag. Yeah. I think you know yeah. what she'd be? Against the spinner, she'd be in first slip. And then mm. maybe I don't know why, but my mind's going to gully like someone would be tapping one down, trying to get away with something, like a little late cut, and she'd be like, uh, uh, uh. Although I guess that's actually more <laughs> the people who caught her. She's trying to get away with something. I'd love to have her mic'd up. She, uh, 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 <laughs> in the field. We game. cut down now to Chappelle. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, I reckon she'd be something really obscure, like a backstop or a fly slip or a leg gully or something, where it's just like, what's that person doing there? A gully. No, nah, but like a leg gully. gully or a leg slip or or some sort of obscure position where you just commentators are like, huh, something's amiss here. And then sure enough, they find out it is. Would they let her be 12th man and get all the bags, get all the bags in order? Or would you give that? I wouldn't be trusting her as the equipment manager. <laughs> hey, Steve, you said you had 16 bats in here. All it is is enough weed to kill Rastafarian. <laughs> Chappelle. <laughs> to all our family and friends, we love you all. Chappelle is innocent. This verdict is unjust. The case now is a new phrase and we'll stand by Chappelle every step of the way. Our lawyers have done their best and with the support of all the Australians, thank you. Chappelle will be coming home soon. We didn't even know we had a bloody trial. We didn't take any of our witnesses into account. And then it was all over. Question 12, the final question. I'm feeling cleansed. Love to have skipped to enlightenment. If you had to, sh- <laughs> if you had to shelve one famous Australian sporting item, which one of these three would it be? Can I ask? Sure. Is this Pulp Fiction gold watch up the ass? POW camp? Is this travelling? Why am I shelving them? Great. Banged up abroad. Banged I've up abroad. I've got to get it for like twelve hours to somewhere. I got to smuggle it somewhere. Yes. Okay. It's the amazing maze. It's part of the journey. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Out of these three, what would it be to shelve? The Ashes Urn, Kathy's Olympic Torch, <laughs> or the Yellow Sandpaper? Easiest question of the lot. Not even for physicality. <laughs> Give it to him. The torch is way too large and physical, and honestly, it's not <laughs> what she's known I'm for. Like, Kathy, it's like, yeah, she's the chick who lit the torch. Like, no, mate, not what she's known for. Imagine trying to get that thing up there. Is it lit? Jesus. Is it already lit? <laughs> yeah, it'd go out straight away, wouldn't it? 
You know, the only way you could get it up there, I'd be shaking like Muhammad <laughs> Ali in bloody 96. What you'd need is the bloke in 92 who shot it with the bow and arrow. You do, which is my favourite lighting of any Olympic, apart from Cathy's. Fair pressure. I've heard it's a bit of a, a myth. He hit the target, but if he'd missed it, they had it ready to ignite anyway as it went over. So they said, hey, just shoot as high as you can and we'll take care of it. But apparently he hit it. So that's out. Wow. Sandpaper is the biggest besmirching on Australian sport in my lifetime and also <laughs> quite a coarse substance. <laughs> it would sting. The urn, tiny, valuable, love it. Give me the chance. If so, Give mate. Ch- yeah, that's right. When they parade that thing around in Melbourne museums and all that sort of jazz, no one can go near it. If someone said open it up and said shove it in your ass, I'd be honoured. <laughs> Imagine having the ashes urn in ya. In ya. The ashes. Wouldn't you be? <laughs> Definitely earn the ashes. <laughs> You've earned these ashes. I'll tell you what, the way my COVID's going though, it'd shoot straight back out, mate. It'd get caught at fly slip by Chappelle. Be no good at customs. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> so he hit it. In one place he knew he could hide something. His ass. Up his ass. He died of dysentery. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years. You've made it to the end of the questions of stage three. Wow. Stage three. Reanimation complete. I want you to close your eyes and breathe in five times, in and out. Five times. Now open your eyes. And sing the second verse of the national anthem with your underwater voice. Go. Yeah, I don't know. I know beneath the radiant, our radiant Southern Cross, and that's it. That's what I got too, mate. That's what I got too. Now you can come out of the Reiki. Wow. Stage four. Cleansing complete. Come out of it. Come out of it. What happened? I blacked out. Come out. Do you remember what anything? Do you remember anything? I'm trying to forget it. How do you feel? Um, pretty much the same as when I started, but slightly more exhausted. <laughs> Is that how I'm supposed to feel? Couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> wow, appreciate it. Well, how do you, well, what have you learnt? What have we learnt, <laughs> Sonny? <laughs> question. What have we learnt? What have we learnt? <laughs> well, the short, <laughs> accurate, honest answer is nothing. Nothing? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have learnt. Uh, <laughs> it's what have you learned, mate? What have we learned? 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 Yeah, it's a very good question. <laughs> I've learnt that obviously Terry Venables has Brock Cock. 
I've learned Grosso elicits no emotion and Kaiser Slouten is my home away from home. I wouldn't talk to Nathan Lyon. I'd just listen to him. And I think if Kyle Sandlands was a Queenslander, I still wouldn't give a shit because he doesn't impact my life because he's not an athlete. <laughs> I, I think sexually... Peter Hall would interrupt Cordis with his mum and Sally would be next to us already in the missionary position and Jane Savile would be ready to go but I'd give her the red card despite the fact that she's probably wet, wet, wet and our Tony's going to be an Eskimo brother with her and over my shoulder Chappelle would be saying, you can't have sex again, sex again. Uh, uh, uh. That's what I've learnt. What have you learnt, man? <laughs> I've learned that I've got to get a new profession. What's that? Reiki might not be my thing. No, I think it has been, mate. <laughs> I've loved every long minute of this. It's really brought me back up. You've loved every minute? I hope Absolutely, you have. Absolutely, mate. I've had a great time, and I hope you cleanse, my friend. I hope we can now start a new chapter in our sporting emotions. I love life. that. I love that. We'll come back once I'm fit. We will be back, my friend. We'll do a countdown for the year. We'll do all sorts of stuff. How can people find us, mate? Will. Hang on. You're hosting. You're hosting. You want to ask me. How can people find us, mate? Uh, Twitter, formerly X, uh, maybe underscore, <laughs> underscore daily. Uh, it's maybe underscore, underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, please. Yeah, maybe Instagram Okay, well. that's... maybe... I assume maybe <laughs> underscore, underscore daily. Yeah. yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Follow and like our shit, please. Follow and like our shit, please, Sonny. Sonny, I've got two things for you to do. <laughs> One is to stay mint. Uh-huh. And the other is to love me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and stay mint, and I do love you, mate. So thank you for that. Uh-uh-uh. You know you love me. Uh-uh-uh. It might be the COVID talking, but I feel cleansed. Love it. Do you think Brent, Sally Robbins' husband, or whoever he, he would be, I'm guessing it would be a Brent, I'm not really sure why, they're about to make love and he accidentally says, lay down, Sally. She's like, Brent! I don't think he has to say it. <laughs> I don't think he has to say it. I reckon what he does, you know, because she's a rower, I reckon what he does is he lists a sure. few positions. He goes, we could go reverse cowgirl. We could go doggy. Yep. Or, and she hears or, and she just lays down. That might just be me. Just saying, the or emphasizes other points of view. He could be all those negative things. Or it's annoying. And also, if I'm being honest, in my back pocket, I'd be like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm probably a better route than Tony Gustafsson.